1: but we'll retire by the time we select our ideal location. We will be speaking to folks from across the street to across the globe who have moved to the dream venues and more. So please stay tuned. And remember, if you know anyone who has moved anywhere for retirement, let us know. Thank you. Ritzi, today we chat with Lynn Denton of the absolutely stunning lakeside town of Montreux, Switzerland. It is in an area known as Switzerland's Little Riviera. Montreux lies on the shoreline of Lake Geneva at the foot of the Alps. It is a cosmopolitan place less than an hour from the much larger Geneva, but centuries away from the hustle and bustle of any major metropolis. Nearly everyone seems to love Montreux. Out of approximately 26,000 residents, the town has nearly 150 nationalities, including more Chinese nationals than any city in Switzerland. In fact, Chinese nationals are set to make up 7.8% of the population of Montreux, while Chinese nationals make up only 0.3% of the population of all of Switzerland. The four national languages of Switzerland are German, French, Italian, and Romance. Approximately 62% of the population are native speakers of German. And we should mention that what they speak is usually Swiss-German Swiss-French and Swiss-Italian, which is a little different from those languages. Mm -hmm. From the lake to the mountains and vineyards, Montreux has a postcard landscape. It's an authentic little piece of paradise that has attracted many artists, writers, and travelers in search of beauty, tranquility, and inspiration. Montreux seems to have a special connection with music. Each July's enthusiasts come for the Montreux Jazz Festival. Many well-known musicians have been drawn to Mantra in quest of solitude and lower taxes. In fact, Freddie Mercury of the rock band Queen adopted Mantra as his home and lived there until his death in 1991. A life-size bronze statue of Freddie in his iconic fist-in-the-air stance is featured along the promenade. Also of note, the song Smoke on the Water by Deep Purple, which many young guitarists learn as the first song. Tell us the true story of a fire at the Montreau Recording Studio where the band was set to record an album. Gil?
0: Wow. Wow. So here's a little background about Lynn. Lynn was born and raised in West Texas. She has a bachelor's in music therapy and psychology and a master's in foreign language education. She spent the very early part of her career in creative arts therapy and foreign language education. She then worked in various capacities in communications for the state of Texas, a first job for the state of Texas was working in the mental health slash mental illness agency. Then she moved on to public health, where she first ran a statewide campaign to improve the immunization rates of children from newborn to two throughout the state. The highlight of that job was accompanying former First Lady Rosalind Carter, who we love (laughs) around the state to promote childhood immunizations, as well as setting up an event with Governor Ann Richards another tough cookie, at the Texas governor's mansion. She then became communications director for the state health department and worked on a CDC campaign to increase the awareness of the importance of the public health system in the lives of Americans. From there, she went on executive loan to then first lady of Texas, Laura Bush, serving as an early childhood policy advisor where she set up and accompanied her on events throughout Texas to promote early childhood education and health. From there, she served on the state team of the Texas Children's Health Insurance Program. Finally, she capped her state of Texas career as head of communications and marketing for university system with campuses throughout West Texas, from which she retired early from her state career at the age of 53. Good for you. Through a remarkable and unexpected set of events, she moved to Switzerland that year to begin a 12-year career in the international humanitarian sector, working for a Swiss relief and rehabilitation NGO on the communications team as brand manager and manager of corporate communications. She then retired from there in January 2020. This was her second retirement, but I don't think she's retired, Jean. (laughs) Well, we don't like that word anyway. However, she does work part-time a few hours a week as an English translator, French to English, and editor and proofreader for the anti-tobacco NGO in Switzerland. Most of her work with them is volunteer, but they do pay some money for the harder translations. And as a paid independent for a Swiss education group that has five schools in Switzerland, welcoming students from around the world who are training to work in tourism, hospitality management, and culinary arts. In her free time, uh, what free time are we talking about here? (laughs) Lynn loves pet sitting and she is on the board of the International Women's Club and works as a volunteer for the Cantonal Refugee Agency, helping Ukrainian refugees and their winter clothing needs. She is very active on an international home swapping website and enjoys free holidays around the world while welcoming people to her Swiss apartment. Lynn also enjoys hiking, e-biking, playing keyboard, and pickleball. Of course. Of course, Jean. It's funny. When we began this podcast two years ago, most of our guests had never even heard of pickleball. Now, many (laughs) of our guests are addicted to the sport. Jean even got me a set, although it's still in the case. We even interviewed someone yesterday who is treating pickleball injuries. (laughs) yeah I know you would think they're similar to tennis, but maybe not because you know you can't get into that kitchen, <laughs> okay, so Lynn, welcome, welcome to our show. You've had this amazing, intimidating career which eventually brought you to Montreux. I hope I said that right. <laughs> but mm-hmm. tell us, share with our audience what keeps you there and and before before we begin, I have to say, you are our first guest with this international, but really international, like dig deep kind of career as well as in the United States. And we may have to do like a separate podcast just on those kinds of issues. I kid you not. (laughs) No, no, no. All right. So tell us what keeps you in Montreux and, and what you love. And then we'll get to the nitty gritty, you know, the money part.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. well. Thanks for that great introduction. I really appreciate that. It was very uh, delightful for me that you found me on a Facebook group. So uh, oh, I'm surprised I to get your email. Yeah.
1: Good job, Gil.
2: Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I have to say, first of all, uh, as an American living in Switzerland, I'm certainly not the authority on Switzerland, so I don't want to come across as trying to act like I'm an expert about Switzerland. But sure, sure. I just am experienced. I've been here 15 years as a of last month, so wow, congratulations! Uh, second time to live in Switzerland, actually. I was first here when I was about 28 years old for about a year. So, anyway, um, what keeps me here? Uh, number one, the incredible beauty of this place. People who live here think they have already died and gone to heaven. It's oh, that's good, <laughs> the, the most amazingly perfect place with the lake and the French and Swiss Alps that you're looking out on best train and public transportation system in the world, really. I can walk everywhere. I go up and down the hills every day. Mm-hmm. I never drive my car except once in a while uh, to get these heavier groceries. But most of the groceries I get are in my backpack walking up and down the mountain. Wow. So uh, you can just stay healthy uh, and get your exercise, just living your life here and not even have to use a car. Most people, a lot of people don't even have a car that Bus system so perfect. The climate's perfect in Montreux, I think, because we have what's called a microclimate because of our particular location on Lac Le Mans, which you called Lake Geneva. But people around here don't like it called Lake Geneva because Geneva's on that far end of the lake and they don't have any claim to our lake. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, that's interesting. People in wow. Geneva like to call it Lake Geneva, but nobody else does. So it's called Lac <laughs> Le Mans. Oh,
1: good to oh, know. Good no to know. no big deal
2: that, you know, <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. And among Americans as Lake Geneva. But anyway, we have a particular situation where we have a microclimate caused by the high mountains right behind us and the lake in front of us. So we're very sheltered and we're sunny and warm when other people are cold and windy. And we just have this... Such a lovely climate. I I used to commute an hour to work on the train every day when I was working for the humanitarian organization. And it was always so much colder and cloudier when I would get off the train at work than when I got on in Montreux. I hated to leave.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you have such strong ties in Texas.
2: Do you think that it's, well, it's obviously very different. Do you miss Texas? I miss my family and Mm -hmm. I miss my old friends, but I stay in touch with them very frequently anyway, you know, with modern Mm -hmm. day communications. Right. I I mean, I have to say I'm a very liberal minded person. So Texas is bright red, and I don't fit yeah. in there politically at all. But thank God I'm from Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so cool. I do fit into the city of Austin, which is what I claim my home. But uh, the rest yeah. of the state, I don't have a lot of common with the in common with the values there.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. That's a very good point. So let's talk about when you got there. And I don't know,
2: you said you've been there 15 years. Were you living in Montreux when you first moved there? Yes, I, I moved into the apartment I'm still in Oh. When I first came, in fact, this was the first apartment I looked at when I came here to try to find some place to live. And I just fell in love with it and took it immediately. Wow! So it's been perfect for me. And I just was very, very fortunate to have yeah. found that so quickly.
0: And, and how did
2: you go about finding it? Well, most people find um, their apartments online. There are several different uh, online property listing websites and you just go on and you look and then you call the contact person. I have to admit, another woman from America who was one of my new colleagues when I first came volunteered to take me on and help me find an apartment. So she did the online research for me and found three or four places and she found this place. Nice. And then, like I said, she brought me here to meet the landlord and I just immediately took it because it was so perfect. So, Perfect. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so do you speak French? Be- yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't and- speak German or anything. I just speak French. That's where I live. So that's what matters. <laughs> oh, so so part. where you are, it's mostly French spoken? It is a French speaking part. Oh, yes. very nice. Very nice. I mean, I can drive into France in 20 minutes from where I live. So I'm v- very close to the French border. Beautiful. Oh, wow. When I look across my part of the lake, I'm looking onto the French Alps. <gasps> oh, And the yes. Swiss Alps. But... Part of the Alps that I'm looking at onto yeah. are the French Alps as well. Like, people go skiing in the French Alps from here because mm. wow. it's so close in a car. Yeah, and, we and saw and the
0: beautiful photos that you've sent over. I mean, they are stunning, yeah. stunning. Yeah. And and a few mm-hmm. moments ago, I, I saw a glimpse of your apartment, which is beautiful. And I would, I would love staying there forever, too.
1: So. So you, <laughs> yes. you, you have a view of the of the Alps from your apartment?
2: Oh yes. In fact, oh. I have two two different sides views of them. Wow. wow. From my side view, it's up onto the hills looking at some remarkable villages with huge palaces on them. Oh. And then the front balcony lo- looks directly down on Montreux and out towards Lake Geneva with the Alps behind it from France. Wow. I think, you know, you're going to post some pictures.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. We've
2: got quite a lot.
0: We read that it's super expensive to live in Switzerland. In fact, I saw some figures recently that it's about 56% higher cost of living in Switzerland than here in the U.S. I don't know. Where in the U.S., obviously. (laughs) Probably the (laughs) average, I guess. Some kind of average. Maybe Um, the
2: average, because you know what? When I go to the grocery store where my mother lives near Austin, the prices now look very similar to what we pay for food here. It's not that much more here, maybe with the inflation that the U.S. has had. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, with the COVID crisis, yeah, shortage. Maybe Mm -hmm. 15
2: years ago when I first moved here, food was a lot cheaper, but I don't think there's a huge difference now. Mm -hmm. What about
0: housing costs? I suppose you rent versus owning. Okay, And And I'll have
2: to say that way over 50% of all people here in Switzerland rent. It's like 58%. Oh, Oh, wow. Even the natives. Uh Oh, Yes. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Can you give us a
0: range of what that might look like for, let's say, a one bedroom?
2: I think a one bedroom would go generally sixteen hundred to eighteen hundred a a month. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So it's that's not bad. That that that's really. actually yeah. my mother's apartment is, le- is that? Yeah, in, yeah. In, in, in a retirement yeah. community near Austin. So yeah, I'm just talking about a very average yeah, one yeah. bedroom, and most of these apartments are in big blocks. I would say. I'm lucky in that I'm in an apartment building with only six apartments. So mm. it's kind of intimate. Yeah. Two apartments on each floor. So it's kind of nice, you know. Yeah. Do you know all your... It, no, I mean, I no, no, not really. <laughs> there's there's a, a young French guy who moved in last year and he hasn't doesn't have anything to do with anyone, you know. So <laughs> on, on the bottom floor. There's another French woman next to him from France who's Also very much to herself, but she smiles and says hello. And another person in the building is a never married school teacher who's Portuguese, Spanish and Swiss, and she's much more friendly. And then a Swiss guy lives right below me. And then right next door to me are Costa Ricans who also have Swiss nationality. But they moved here from New Zealand. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) So it's quite an international group. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> what about a two bedroom? You know what that would go for approximately?
2: Yeah, I'd say that's getting more up to 2,000, 2,100 maybe for the average one. Mm,
3: okay.
0: My Come apartment
2: up. is 25, but that includes a garage and a parking place, which you always have to pay for. And my apartment is two stories. So Ooh, wow. better than an average apartment, I would say, with a fireplace and a separate dining room and everything. So, oh, man. that's Now, the one reason. thing I have to say that's great about Switzerland is there's rent control. Oh. So I'm still paying the same rent I paid when I came 15 years ago. Wow. Wow. That would have been yeah. a lot, 15. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. It's still a lot, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You're retired, especially.
0: And what about utilities? Did you say that was included or no?
2: I pay for, of course, my Internet and I pay for electricity. And so the electricity right now is about a little over $100 a month, but it's going to double or triple with the energy crisis we're having Mm -hmm. because of the Ukraine war. So they're warning us to get ready. (laughs) Oh, my yeah, God. In fact, the government is asking to please keep your thermostats down okay. and do everything you can to conserve energy because we're looking at p- possible real crisis in the winter time because of the gas lines being cut off from Russia and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One thing about great about Montreux is 50% of the commune of Montreux is raw forest land on the mountains up behind us. And so we have our own foresters, and they take care of the wood and everything. I was able to buy two cords of Monterey wood to put in my garage to burn in my fireplace for the winter in case the electricity gets cut off. That's so smart. That's wonderful. Yeah, but I have to carry the wood up oh. three flights of stairs.
1: <laughs> oh, it's a walk-up. Wow. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah there's yeah. no elevator oh. in here. But well, it's a good it thing it's not
1: six flights. flights.
2: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I can think positively like that. But anyway, that's a, Okay. We import, I mean, we do have hydroelectricity here because, you know, the mountains and the mm. snow and all that. And we have some natural production with wind, not very much wind, but some solar, methane gas, I guess. But the biggest part of our energy is imported from Germany and Italy and around. So if okay. they have the big energy crisis and they don't want to give us their energy. Uh-oh. Yeah, you better get some more lumber. I've got, <laughs> I've got quite a lot, actually. I bought. Well, that's <laughs> really
0: smart. That's really smart. And a couple of down jackets will do. Yes. Well, speaking of the weather, I mean, what's it like? What's the winter like? I mean, it seems to me whenever I think of the Swiss, I think of snow.
2: Well, you know, there are high mountains. There are a lot of really high Alps Mm -hmm. here, but Montreux especially, because we have the microclimate, it's not that cold. I think most winter days gets down to 40. Oh, wow. And it rarely freezes here. Mm -hmm, And we get mm -hmm. almost no snow because we're sunnier and warmer than most places. Now, there will right down the road or right up the hill, past Montreux, they'll have snow and it'll be much colder. But uh, we're just in this little magical place that's warmer and sunnier. So I don't have to mess with the snow very Mm -hmm. often. But I can get to it easily to go snowshoeing. It's all around and easy to get to on a car or train. But I don't have to hassle with the snow mm, often, or yeah. almost at all. So you've been there a while. Do you use
0: metric phraseology for things or
2: I should tell. I kind a- of learned what centigrade, you know, what's cold or whatever, but I, I understand more intuitively what, when somebody says a Fahrenheit temperature, what, how cold it is. Yes. Okay. But yeah. I've gotten used to centigrade and I know how much I weigh. Because <laughs> last
0: night, last night I was sitting here going, Oh God, kilograms to this. <laughs> and the good news is as Switzerland is not part of the European union, you don't use the Euro. So you use no. the CH, the Swiss, Swiss franc. franc. And as of today, it's pretty equal, right? Or 92 to a, With the a dollar. US.
2: Yeah. That helps. Cause you know, I just got that state of Texas pension. Yeah, so it, it helps when the dollar is worth more compared, you know, in relation to the Swiss franc. Yeah, and in and I took a couple of vacations recently in the euro. The dollar's doing great against the euro, so it's the perfect time for Americans to be doing vacations in Europe. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, yes, yes <laughs> absolutely. With the strong dollar.
2: Okay, so we've covered the cost of living pretty much, mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. sa- sounds
0: reasonable. I yeah. I hear Switzerland, I hear Japan, and I just kind of cringe. What you just said made it very comfortable. Maybe more people will be coming by your area of town, (laughs) Lynn.
2: Yeah. Uh, The only problem is it's not that easy to get a residence permit. They do allow you, if you're over 55, to apply for a retirement residence permit, but you definitely have to show enough income to live comfortably in Switzerland, (laughs) which is like many countries for retirement. But the one special thing about that the Swiss require to retire here is some connection with Switzerland in your family connection or if you've you've got to have been coming for many years, like 10 Mm -hmm. years on a Regular basis you know, to show a commitment to the country. You can't just out of the blue apply to retire here. Okay. You have to have some connection to the country, either family members or having lived here in the past or been coming here for a long time for holidays and stuff like that.
0: So that's yeah, interesting. So people aren't necessarily able to retire. But obtaining the visa to travel there, I guess, for 90 oh, days or so is yeah, pretty Yeah, you don't need it easy. for
2: 90 days. I don't think you need one for just three months. You okay. just come. Well, if you, are, are we kind of talking about Americans? <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. other countries do. I mean, Americans don't need a, a visa to come. To Switzerland for that long. Right, right. Just for after
1: past three months. Okay. -hmm. What about taxes?
2: Well, they say that taxes are low in Switzerland compared to many countries. So I'll take their word for it. You know, Americans are just kind of messed up. (laughs) <laughs> anywhere you go, because we're charged by the, we have to pay U.S. taxes and your Swiss taxes. So like, there are, there's a tax treaty so that if you're working and earning income in Switzerland, there's a treaty so that you don't have to double pay taxes for that. But unearned income, which we have as retirees, is taxable in both countries.
1: Oh, wow. So that's
2: going to be a disadvantage of living
1: here. Oh, that I didn't know. Wow. No, I didn't know
2: mm-hmm. that either. It's mm-hmm. really unfair.
0: <laughs> is that a sign that they don't want farms? foreigners to, uh, you know, to retire there?
2: Well, the only people that I know who actually come here to retire are ultra high net worth people I know.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Anybody else who has retired here that I know were already here working and they've had, got their life here and they're already established, just like me. Mm-hmm. I don't know of any just normal middle class income people who have come to Switzerland to retire, <laughs> to be honest. Okay. <laughs> it's just okay. unheard of. I don't know. The, I've not met any. The ones I know. Who are retired here had corporate careers here or like me nonprofit careers. It's very complicated, I have to say, because I do know an, a couple here who came to work for Nestle International, and they thought they could bring their older children that were not minors anymore, and they weren't able to come to the country to live. So, wow. Uh, yeah, it's going to be it's it's quite tricky. To Mm -hmm. come here.
0: You know, it's interesting because we're hearing different places with such diverse views, right? You have somewhere like Portugal or somewhere like Israel they'll pay yeah. you
2: 10,000
0: 10, if you're Jewish, <laughs> that's yeah. if you're Jewish yeah. to go.
2: But that's an uh, incentive. Yeah, yeah. you know? Let's talk about healthcare. Let me say, OK, the country that I'm from is the most expensive in the world. Switzerland is number two. Oh. <laughs> no, is that right? Yes. Aren't I lucky? So <laughs> second most expensive country in the world for health care cost. Yeah. Okay. So they have I've heard that Obamacare was modeled On Switzerland, the Swiss health system, it's a private insurance system. Everyone by law is required to have health insurance. Mm -hmm. But if you're too poor to pay the premiums, which are very high and very difficult for everyone to afford, they're very high. If you can't pay, then the government will help supplement your health insurance payments. Just like Obamacare. Okay. So that's how it works. Been there a while, but is it difficult
0: for anyone just moving there, let's say they've qualified and are there, to seek out a primary care and so forth?
2: Yes, I've been reading that people are having trouble getting mm-hmm. established with a primary care provider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luckily I met one privately you know, on mm-hmm. a hike when I first came. <laughs>
1: That's so funny.
2: She told me she was a doctor, and she actually donated to the humanitarian organization where I was working. And so we had an instant rapport, and she took me on as her patient. I mean, if you work hard at it, you can find someone, I think, but mm -hmm. it's not... It is a somewhat of a shortage of people, I've heard.
0: What about hospitals? Are you near any? And what's that like?
2: Yeah, we used to have a hospital right down the road from me. And that was so handy. I could just walk right down there if I burn myself or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they closed that up and opened a big regional hospital. But that's still only a 10 to 15 minute drive from me, the big new hospital. OK, OK. Yeah. And and the, the old hospital is now a home temporary for 120 Ukrainian Refugees. Oh, <laughs> nice. oh Wonderful. That is yeah, wonderful. Made good use of that facility. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: And in terms of, you know, let's say, like you said, the government supplements you, but if you need uh, certain medications or what have you, because in other parts of the world, you can just go and see a pharmacist. And what's it like if you needed something? Do you need the primary care to authorize it or even or for a refill?
2: Yes, you do. I don't know what happens if you don't have a primary care doctor. I, I can't answer that because I've got I've had one, right, so I didn't right, worry right. about it. But good. I know that there's. A- a phone number that you can call that anybody can call. It's called doctor or dentist or pharmacist on call. And you can call anytime that number and then they will advise you what to do. So I think that's what people probably do.
0: It sounds like you need a car. If you go food shopping, can you just like walk around? No, most people
2: don't have a car. They have these little carts that they pull on two wheels. Mm -hmm. So I see a lot of elderly people get on the bus with their little cart going to the grocery store I have a friend who's literally 95 years old she's still getting on the bus with her cart and going oh, down to the right so <laughs> yeah 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 so, so no you don't need a car <laughs> okay I mean I'm a little bit lazy okay so I mean but I could they they also have lots of different places that you can order groceries and have it delivered to your door right so if I didn't want to go to pick up Heavy, huge thing of laundry soap or something, I can yeah. have it delivered. Oh, that's that was yeah. wonderful during a uh, COVID. Yeah, make them walk
0: up the yeah. three flights.
2: I know. <laughs> so, let me ask you are there markets
0: in the area that you can kind of oh, yes. walk around and pick up stuff?
2: Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, Montreux has a small open air market. I don't ever shop there, but Veve, which is five miles down the road, yes. is uh, they've got a big open air market that's there, and uh, people love to go to that. It's very nice. And they sell all kinds of things, not just food, but, you know, just the typical European open market. That, that's so, where
1: Charlie Chaplin lived, right?
2: He did. Yes. And now his <laughs> mansion has been turned into an early film history museum. It's fascinating. It's a wonderful wow, place. Wow. Chaplin's World. People love that place because it's very interactive and with lots ah. of video things going on. And oh, it's well, well done. Nice. So I highly recommend going there. If an open market
0: yeah. is five miles from my home, I'm driving. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you can you can get on the train and be there in about five minutes and you can get on a bus and be in there in ten minutes. So you know. Oh. <laughs> And you can. Access. I walk. I walk to Vevey frequently. It takes me an hour and fifteen minutes. Oh wow, wow, that is good. That that's is it's a lovely walk. So yeah, well that's I go true. I walk there. I go to Starbucks or whatever, and then yeah. I walk back. Between yeah, that, that, between yeah.
1: that and the flight up to your apartment, you, you're keeping shape. That's seriously, that's great. I'm yeah. pretty good shape,
2: cardiovascular yeah. wise. <laughs> anyway,
1: that's great. Yeah. All right, Jean, ask away. All right, what about restaurants? Can you get a variety of food, or is it? Mostly, Yeah, but
2: it's not nearly as interesting as Austin, let's say. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, mm-hmm. that's yeah. one of the downsides here. And restaurants are very expensive, I have to admit. I mean, there's a really nice Thai restaurant, but the portions are so tiny and you pay so much that it breaks my heart thinking of the Thai restaurants in Austin, you know? Oh my <laughs> gosh. So, like, like, like yeah.
0: what's, a, what's a lot for a Thai meal?
2: Oh, I don't know, 45? Oh my Lord. Yeah. For a and tiny the, portion. Oh, yeah. I mean, the soup bowl was all rim and it's just little tiny little <laughs> thing where the soup was. I couldn't believe it. you know. So All rim? Oh, no. I mean, going out to eat, yeah, it's not one of the top things. I mean, mm-hmm. there are some really good restaurants, but you're just going to pay a whole lot.
1: <laughs> and I read that you miss Tex-Mex food. Is that right?
2: Yeah, I will definitely never eat Tex-Mex in Switzerland. The one time I went, they put sugar on the rim of the margarita. <laughs> Unbelievable.
3: Sugar. That's funny.
0: Well, that's their
2: way, you know. I guess it is everything's it's sweet. Not my way, so I just wait till I go back to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> now, how often do you travel back, by the way? At least once a year, sometimes twice a year. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Nice. Mm-hmm. Does Montreal feel more like a French place than a Swiss place? Or not? Mm,
2: no. No. no, it still feels very much like Switzerland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy to be in the French part of the country. Just I'm more attracted to the language. and
3: mm-hmm.
0: Sure. And I cool. lived
2: in Nice, France for a year for one time. So I got a good start on French down there.
0: All right. Yeah. I have to ask this. So we just mentioned in the uh, intro that there's a decent amount of Asians or Chinese.
2: Oh, and I have a good explanation for why Montreux has so many. Yes, please. The Swiss education group, of which I am their English, editor, proofreader, occasional Mm -hmm. writer, has five different hospitality-related and tourism-related schools. That Swiss education group is now owned by Chinese. Oh. oh, my goodness. They have a Chinese CEO and many of their students, many of their students who come here to learn the hospitality industry are Chinese and other Asian countries. So that's why Montreux okay. has so many.
0: That's a strong connection if they stay on as students and what have you, right? or work, I am, and-
2: I am astounded by how many little Chinese grocery stores we have now in Montreux. It's all of they're all over the place. Wow. Asian, Asian stores. <laughs> Wow. And I'm so jealous. I don't know how to cook Asian food, really. But a lot of the stores, you walk in there and it's all tons of different packages of food and noodles and packages of this and frozen that. And, oh, nice. Yes. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Asians do really well here. <laughs> yeah. No, because yeah. at the beginning, when I was
0: just researching Switzerland in general, I didn't even see that in the demographics. So... I just thought, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, as, as a little girl, you know, you, you see these French Alps stories and what have you. And I thought, oh, Switzerland. Yeah. It's so... But now, well, to me, it's doable. So
2: many Asian tourists, especially Chinese, before the pandemic. Big groups of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they're starting to come back a little bit. I've got, I, I would do Airbnb and I've got some from someone from Singapore coming next week with her son. Oh, that's so, right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to talk about that a little. So you do this uh, house swapping. Do you
2: use sitters.com I don't. I'm on a new one that only started three years ago by a guy in Sydney. And it's called peoplelikeus.world. Us dot world. Oh, okay. And it's a very warm, caring community. And it's all pets, I highly recommend right? it. Mainly oh, no, has nothing to do with pets. This is it's swapping one. House swapping. House swapping. Oh, right, right, right.
0: House swapping. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, the US uh the, the other one is mainly animals trust,
2: or people. Yeah, trust, trusted house, house hitters. Yeah, that's that's a uh, pet thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually we're found- all we're actually I it's so funny because I just swapped with someone in Cannes, France, and wow. I did take care of her rabbit. when I went there. Well, that that's was relatively easy, though, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I
1: wouldn't mind taking care of a rabbit. It's not like you have to walk the rabbit.
2: Well, <laughs> people say
0: taking care of cats is not a problem, but I'm allergic. And with dogs, yeah, that's, you know. That would yeah. be a
2: problem. Yeah, yeah my, my best story is I swapped in um, the big island of Hawaii in a volcanic village. And I took care of three fish ponds, three chickens, oh and two God. cats. What else? <laughs> I had a wow. whole menagerie, but I got fresh eggs every day out of it. So that was <laughs> nice. <good. laughs> now, do you have pets where you are? I don't because I like all of my traveling and my swabbing.
3: Right. Yeah, and it's I
2: too love much work. Pets. Yeah, it's very expensive having an animal here with the oh. bill, the food, and oh, to get the dog groomed. If you have a groomed dog, it costs over a hundred dollars. Oh. Wow. <laughs> So no. <laughs> I just enjoy my friends' pets and I pet yeah. it for them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I get to stay in their lovely big houses and they yeah. pay me for it. <laughs> That is so oh. wonderful. That's very it's a cool. lot of fun.
1: And let me ask, when you go away, how far is the airport and where is it?
2: The airport, there's two. Geneva is the closest one, and it's about 80-minute train ride. And Zurich is the next one. It's two, three hours, two and a half oh. hours. Now, I have heard that it's cheaper to fly out of Milan. I intend to explore this idea of maybe taking the train to Milan, which is only two to two and a half hours away. And oh, wow. it's might be cheaper mm. going from Italy because I believe... Switzerland has now implemented an environmental tax. If you fly out of Switzerland, there's this extra tax put on for for environmental purposes. I was reading that
1: one of the things you love about Switzerland is that is how it handles environmental responsibility. Can you talk a little about that?
2: Well, Montreux especially is um, prides itself on doing everything it can to keep down, inner, you know, fossil fuel usage. So you can sign up to pay more for your energy where it's all natural resources or are you know environmental. <laughs> friendly resources generated in this area even with hydroelectricity or solar panels or wind or whatever. Yeah, so Switzerland is, is trying. I believe they closed down the couple of nuclear plants they had, but now they may be <laughs> rethinking that with the big energy crisis yeah. that we're no. having. Oh, man. yeah in yeah. fact they're, they're thinking about starting up some, <gasps> some fossil fuel just temporarily oh. to get us through the next two winters because our suddenly our provisions have been cut off you
3: know?
2: yeah. oh my <laughs> so it's it's gonna be a hiccup for the next two three years the one good thing is that it's really pushing Europe to to move much faster and more aggressively towards getting past fossil fuel energy because of the Russian crisis so yeah. we're huge on recycling here, In fact, something that's interesting, just a few years ago, they started a new system where you have to pay two francs equal to $2 for just one trash plastic trash bag that you want to buy to use in your house. Wow! And so that's to make you... Recycle as much as you can to keep your trash bag usage. If you're paying two dollars for every trash bag you have, you definitely start looking for ways to recycle what your produ- your household produces, and it really yeah, it, it that's an incentive. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah.
0: So, are you guys um, still using plastic bags in grocery stores, or most people bring their own?
2: They sell them. Well, they have the little tiny ones that you use, like to put your produce in. They still have that for free. Mm-hmm. But as far as grocery bags to carry your groceries in, you have to buy them. And they're big ones with shoulder straps on there and you pay quite a bit for them. And so everyone brings their own as much as possible, unless you just forget yours. Okay. I'm so, thinking
0: of that Ikea big blue bag <laughs> when you say the long straps and the big.
2: Yeah. The, well, that, that's the big ones. But, I mean, they're a
0: little bit littler in the grocery store. I can't imagine but, carrying that home. But, no, okay.
2: you, do, you do pay for those and everyone keeps them in their trunk and reuses them a million sure, times or you sure. buy another one. <laughs> I
1: have a fun question. You said you you love Swiss thermal baths. Where are they?
2: Well, the nearest one to me is about a 25-minute drive. It's called Lave Les Bains, and it's absolutely to die for. <laughs> you have different uh, saunas inside there and there's two or three different pools and there's you can get a massage there wow. and you can get a cold bath you can just dip yourself into an ice cold pool as well <laughs> they have Ooh. nude saunas and they have non-nude saunas mm. <laughs> uh, there's a whirlpool that you that goes really fast with jets of water that pushes you in a big circle um, around I don't know how to describe it and then um, in the winter it's really fun to go there because the water's warm and then the, the steam from the heat huge pools just is all in the air. And then you look, you can see the mountains all around you. Absolutely. Beautiful. It's very fun. You, when you go there three hours at a time, then you leave gives you entry for three hours. Good question, G. Right. What there are many know? of them around, so that's the nearest one to me. You touched
0: upon public transportation earlier. Can you talk to us about that system readily available? I, I read everything's on time. It is Back quite with on the cam- time. You mm-hmm. want
2: to make sure you get yourself on time or you're going to be missing your train. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: It goes everywhere, I assume.
2: Yes. Even the tiniest little mountain village, no matter where it is in Switzerland, is served by a postal bus. Wow. And the postal bus takes passengers. So you can get anywhere, even the most remote part of Switzerland, uh, on public tra- transportation. <laughs> So you take the big train to the, you know, the valet would be the Canton with the highest mountains. You take the big train there and then you get on maybe a little train, a little mountain train. From there, you can get on the postal bus to get to the most remote little place. When, <laughs> so, you, when you say postal fantastic. bus, are you talking about the, for, the postal the delivery? Postal, yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can they're get on. Buses. Yeah. But, but they're also passenger buses, but they're called postal buses, too, because they also deliver the mail. <laughs> Oh, that's, right, that's really, yeah.
0: but it's really helpful, right? If you live in this little corner of the
2: world. Of course it is. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Is public transportation expensive?
2: Yes, it's quite expensive. Uh, but if you live here, you can get a, what's called a half price card. So you pay oh about a couple of hundred francs a year to get a half price card. And then, so then you pay just half price for the whole year. Oh, So great. it's oh. a big benefit for residents, obviously. So you buy yeah. the
0: card once a year. Oh, okay. So that's I good. think
2: it was about 160 francs, which... Just about the same, one hundred and sixty dollars.
0: But you could keep using it over and over and over. You use mean, it
2: as long as my, every time you get on the public transportation, you use it oh, for half price. Geez, that's actually so, pretty good. But, yeah. and for tourists, though, there's something called Swiss Pass for mm-hmm. tourists. That anyone who should comes here for any length of time should look into getting a Swiss Pass because it's almost like a tourist discount card as well. Okay. You don't want to be paying full price for transportation. It'll break the bank.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I can. I bet. I want to know. I have also a fun question. <laughs> Sundays are kind of sacred. Yes. They uh, are I, here okay. I read that even if you rent a place, you cannot do your laundry on Sunday because it's forbidden the laundry room You can't do
2: any work outside. You cannot make any noise. Like you can't mow your grass. You can't wash your car. You can't do anything that would be considered work and make noise outside. So it's a very quiet, restful day here. The grocery stores are closed, all the stores are closed except for the little convenience stores at the train stations or whatever. Right. So you have to get all your shopping done by Saturday. So it must be a massive takes to getting used to when you're American and used to everything open twenty four (laughs) seven. Yeah. And you need to know that nothing's open Sunday except for restaurants. And they the trains. Open. Right. And the trains Yeah, they work. all they all go. They have a but the bus on Sundays, even in, in Montreux, it'll it runs much less frequently on Sundays than on the rest other days. Oh. Okay. Got a special holiday and Sunday schedule that's less frequent. Okay.
1: So Gil, okay. that's <laughs> a double edged sword for you because you would love the fact that it's quiet on Sunday. We absolutely hate it that there are no stores open.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, at yeah. one point, Gene lived in New Jersey. Oh, Rutherford. Yeah. Yes, yes. We went shopping one day, and we went through Bergen County, which has uh,
1: the blue laws. The blue laws.
2: And oh yeah, Texas used to have blue laws. I know. Is that right?
0: Know. And I'm like, and and at the time we were going to law school, and I mean, there's no time for anything. And so, if you have like two hours on a Sunday, you can't even shop. It's <laughs> to me, it's you know, it's. But but Jean always says, you know, you have to allow those folks who have to work Sundays to rest. Right. And okay. then my argument was, well, what if you really need a job and Sunday's the only available day and you need to feed your family?
1: The supermarkets are open. OK, OK. And Let's the not go, there. Are We're go back and forth for hours. It's just the malls and things like that that are closed and the hardware stores are open, too.
0: OK. The other fun question is people are expected to take off their shoes when they enter your home. Is that correct?
2: Um, I prefer that. Yeah. OK. <laughs> That. Yeah. Well, I prefer that. It tends to be the custom around here.
0: Oh, okay. okay. I, I
2: do ask my B&B guests to take their shoes off and leave it at the door. Yeah.
0: Very nice. I ask people to do that, and yeah. I know it's, an, it's part mm-hmm. of an Asian thing, but I, yeah. when I read that, I was like, oh, that's very
2: nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay.
1: Okay. Do you want to give a shout out to your B&B?
2: Well, I call it Montro Music B&B. And I'm only on Airbnb. Okay. Oh, okay. I haven't been open a whole lot since COVID, to be honest. I'm more into swapping than Airbnb, but I would text somebody if they sent me a special message, maybe. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I've had one person this month and one last month, and I do it just a little. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's fine.
0: So there's this thing I read also that says you never leave Switzerland without trying bootle. Is that pronounced bottle? Bootle? It's where you find a beautiful sunny summer day and you grab an inflatable water vehicle, such as a unicorn. And you go into a river and let yourself drift down the mass. Maybe that's not Montreux.
2: No, I think that's Bern. Ah. I think that's probably your time. There is a river that goes through Bern, which is the federal city. It's called that because the Parliament Building is there. And definitely a lot of people um, love to go down the river that goes through Bern and uh, commute. Some of them actually commute to work. (laughs) What? On the river. <laughs> I've wow. heard of people well, going to work, you know, getting in the river and floating down. Oh, but wow. No, mostly it's for recreation, obviously. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. So that's not my part. No, We're okay. in a lake. We have a lake, not a river. They have the river.
1: Okay, very mm-hmm. good. And you're also involved in an international women's club. Can you tell us a little about that?
2: You know, um, Americans founded women's clubs around Switzerland and in other countries. Uh, like Geneva had Americans Women's Club and then Lausanne. It was the American Women's Club of Lausanne and Zurich and then eventually at least in the Lausanne one which I'm a member of it became the American International Women's Club when more people that weren't American wanted to join and then just about five years ago they dropped the name American and it's now just International Women's Club because it's not—it's definitely not anywhere near the majority Americans anymore. There's more British women than Americans I think and just all kinds of nationalities So, so it's just International Women's Club but we do speak English together. Oh you do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's a it's a social club just for expat women who move here from any, any countries and need to have a network of friends and something to do because a lot of them come with corporate executive husbands who mm-hmm. have very high-powered careers and they're kind of lost because they don't have the work permit or don't have their job. So even though a lot of them are professional women, uh, they don't have a job yet or don't have a job and don't want one and uh, they're raising kids maybe. So anyway, it's a social club to meet, have a network of, we have to do many, many activities that are a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And we great. raise money for, we always pick a charity r- to raise money for every year.
0: Oh, that is wonderful. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'd like to
0: know a bit about or more about the culture. Are most of the Swiss welcoming to expats, are there many expats by you or just in general?
2: Yes, there are a lot of expats all over. <laughs> okay, I think Switzerland has one of the highest percentages of non-Swiss people or non-Native people living in their country. It's mm-hmm. a very high, big number, like a quarter of all people who live here are non not Swiss.
3: Mm-hmm. Is
2: there, there any so kind
0: was- of any kind of resentment towards the outsiders? You know, are they?
2: Yes, I mean, you know, just like every country, there's the ones who are not that welcoming to foreigners, and then they're the ones who are mm-hmm. like every country. Obviously, it's, it's easier to come if you're already a Western person who brings skills and education and contributes to the society. You're more accepted, easily accepted than recently arriving refugees from you know problem areas. Uh, it's yeah. harder to integrate. I would say. Switzerland is not, is kind of known that the Swiss tend to stick to themselves. They are very tight-knit society and they grow up. Most of their lifelong friends are people they went to school with and their families are close by. And so what I've experienced is that most of the Swiss people I've met already have a very full and very rich and happy life among themselves. And they don't mm. really need a lot of new foreigner friends. They don't have uh-huh. to time for them to be totally honest their lives oh, are very full and wonderful mm-hmm. <laughs> expats need other expats because they are more needy as well of of network so you tend to cluster with expats kind of a funny phenomenon that there's four official languages in switzerland you'll find a lot of swiss people from the different language er- regions talking to each other in english because it's so much easier <laughs> <laughs> oh wow so it's well known that you know swiss french and swiss german people at professional meetings or business meetings or whatever will be speaking a lot of times english together <laughs> even though right. they know each other's language but they're just used to using english as their business language or their yeah, yeah yeah academic language or whatever so english is everywhere honestly okay.
1: well, you know, so can um, you get by in the, with english there with only well, english?
2: get by with what I don't
1: only know. english <laughs> like say you want to go shopping <laughs> or what
2: you're talking about get by yes <laughs> I think, yes, you, with English only, you could shop and yes, definitely.
0: No, but, you know, I watch a lot of European crime drama and regardless whether they're Norwegian or Swiss or they mm-hmm. all speak English. Yeah. You know, and and it's not that way just for the show, but they do. You know, all of a sudden mm-hmm. they'll they'll have to investigate something in nearby yeah. Germany oh, or yeah. something. Yeah, English
2: and, is definitely a wonderful language to know when you're mm-hmm. traveling or living anywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you know what? It's not an easy language. So if you know it, you're lucky. <laughs> even if you have a even if you have a bit of a long island accent right Jean <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's so, better
2: than a Texan accent like me, which I'm. No, you know,
0: <laughs> yours is not yours is not strong. I mean, I was it's listening. Not strong.
2: It's, it's it's there, just light. Like every
0: so often, I hear a
2: bit of it. Yes. So it's,
1: yeah, so much yeah. better than a Long Island accent. I, I don't
2: know about that.
0: <laughs> well, I think it's kind of easy to pick up a Southern accent. I was in um, uh-huh. get where I started saying some y'all other than, other than y'all. <laughs> No, we were interviewed by a guy in Atlanta. And he kept saying a couple of things. And he was like, so y'all? And I'm like, yeah, we've heard of that. Nothing new. But, <laughs> you know, we've covered a lot, Lynn, and we've taken up a lot of your precious time. And we really appreciate it. What would you like to uh, share with our audience in general about retirement or thinking about retirement? You know, many of us obviously are not connected to Switzerland. So I think that's going to be crossed off the box unless we go and establish a career there. But I'm, I'm retired. So the only Thing I'm establishing is how to learn. I'm learning
1: (laughs) printmaking. Well, we could spend two months, two or three months. Well,
2: we could go two, three months. The thing I would think about is to explore, and there's lots of databases where you can research what the climate prospects are for the place you're thinking of retiring. I'm still stunned by the people who want to go retire in Florida. My God. Yeah. yeah. That place is going to be a disaster with climate change. It already is. There's many places that are much more vulnerable than other places. Mm-hmm. To me, that would be top of mind. Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. the climate prospects? And there are definitely a lot of information on what the next 50 years in certain places will be like. So I think yeah. T- yeah. people should definitely think about that. And they're only just slowly coming to that consideration, I think.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's why a lot of people are starting to retire. Well in the United States anyway, they're starting to retire in the Midwest. Yeah. There aren't aren't mm-hmm. as many uh, problems, even though it's colder cold mm-hmm. it can be cold in some places. But, but yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, even I,
1: Michigan I
2: thinking about like blue Right. Indiana, yeah. you know. Or and- New England, maybe, not on the coast. Probably going to be nice and balmy up there <laughs> eventually. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a very good yeah. point. Yeah, I feel sorry for my friend, my family and friends in Texas. Uh, that's not a good prospect for what's mm. going to happen there with the yeah. drought and everything. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. To me, that's top yeah. of mind. Uh, yeah. That's one thing I feel much more safe. I'm, we're so far north in Switzerland, and it's already a cool climate. I feel like I can go least a the number of years I have left <laughs> living here here. And also political considerations. Yes. What's the yeah. political context? One of the biggest reasons I'm staying in Switzerland is the politics here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The U.S. is very nerve-wracking to me. It's a very big concern what's happening yeah. there. Here, we don't even have one president. We have a council, a wow, federal council of seven leaders. So we'll never oh, wow. have a dictator here because we have seven of them. Yeah, they weird. just take turns every year among the seven being a figurehead president for one year. And and it's only for diplomatic purposes. So there is no power hungry, you know, it's, wannabe autocrat here. And it's not going to happen either. So I feel very safe and secure here in the political system.
0: Oh, my mm-hmm. God. You're like 180, right? Yeah. Because that's why it's Switzerland. <laughs> we
1: always it. joke about that. Yeah, but it's true. I how we have a guy here who wants to be a dictator. It's just horrible. I yeah. know.
2: I know. Yeah. It scares me to death. And yeah. all of the ones who are sycoph- sycophants on him. Yes, <laughs> I just yes. 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 I'm
1: that's that's even stranger. Yeah.
0: And, you know, what? we've interviewed quite a few on our show where they moved because of that reason. It wasn't like healthcare, It wasn't whatever. But it was I can't live here because I can't breathe anymore.
2: Mm-hmm. So that was probably one of the main reasons I've decided to stay here as well. Mm-hmm. So that's a consideration to look at the politics of what's happening in whatever country you think you're going to as well. Right, right. Is it safe? Is it secure? And for me,
0: I definitely want more diversity. Yes. You know, absolutely. I mean, we're we're in New York City. We're in one of the boroughs. but there's still yeah. days I want to be able to mm-hmm. just walk out and not like have that not be an issue.
2: Absolutely. Um, it's, it's and crazy. you deserve that.
0: Mm-hmm. You deserve Absolutely. it. Thank you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <All> <laughs> right, so ladies. maybe Montreux would be a good place for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe Montreux. The that guy uh, bought, the, uh, bought the school. Well, thank you, my dear. You're quite <laughs> the mm-hmm. honor. And what a pleasure. Oh, no, what a right, pleasure. You know, when well, I was, saw i
2: glad you found me. This was fun.
0: Yeah, no, I loved when you, I, I forget. Yet. Was it the where to retire group or was it the other one thinking of retirement? I think it was where because someone remember. said, would remember. you consider living abroad or something? And then I'm going down the list. I'm like, hmm, you know, we've covered a lot of these. And then I see this one very short. I moved to Switzerland and I was like, oh, OK, I don't know. She'll be uh, open, but I'm going to I'm going to try to messenger her. And when you replied, I was like,
2: yeah, well, you know, for a while, I thought maybe I should move when I retire to France or Portugal, mm-hmm. France, because I speak French. And it's right near me already. And I already lived there one time. And then Portugal, because it was so much cheaper and really easy to get there. But, so I go, I signed up for all these retirement Facebook book, book <laughs> group because yeah. of that. But yeah. I'm still on them just because I find it interesting to read people's like, you yeah. know, yeah, what they're, yeah, what they're yeah. doing. It's still, even though I've decided I'm going to settle here, I still for some reason go to those retirement groups and participate and offer advice and yeah. enjoy the conversations. And, anyway, and it's great. So that's why I was there. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. but
0: I think it's great, the exchange. And, you know, years ago, we didn't have Facebook. And so at least now you, you don't have to get there. You can talk. To people, tons of people in advance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's It's really, really good. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Yeah, well, thank
2: you. It's been a delight meeting you and good luck with your venture. And I can't wait to see where you end up retiring then. (laughs)
0: Thank you so much. You'll be surprised. All right, take care. Bye bye.
2: Take care. All right, bye. Bye. We hope you've
0: enjoyed this episode. If you know someone who's relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story with us, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is gg at Our website is retirethere.com, and you may follow us on Twitter at retirethere. Now, if you've liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, be well.